Isabel and I work here at Danbury Business Solutions and today I am in conversation with Lee from Cubbies. Hello. So if you want to introduce yourself a little bit. Um, um, my name is Lee White. I uh, run a um, personalised toy company called Cubbies here in the Jubilee House and uh, we've been doing that now for about 10 years and uh, we um, used to be in Blackpool Enterprise Centre, came here a few years ago more convenient because I'm from Livam. Oh, right, okay. And um, yeah, regarding cubbies, we sell to about 20, I think 28 different countries worldwide. Oh, right. So, um, and uh, yeah, if you want a, a personalized teddy with either a name on or birth details or a special message, heartwarming message, you know, check us out. Oh, amazing. Right. So, we'll get right into it. So, what inspired you to start cubbies originally? Um, well, I wouldn't say inspired, more out of desperation. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't get a job. Right. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was unemployed in, I was living in Toronto, Canada in 2009. And I'd been made redundant from a toy company I was at in 2008. And, um, and I just, I was unemployable. And uh, one, but one thing I was doing at my previous toy company, I was, I felt like I could manage it myself. Right, uh, and they had a particular product there that I felt had a lot of potential, and they weren't really pushing it very much. Um, they weren't doing a very good job on design, and I, I saw all the inquiries to get for it, and they never had someone to follow through. And I thought, you know what, I could I could do a better job myself. Right. So I ended up hiring myself and putting myself in charge. Yeah. And um, it worked out all right. Amazing. So. How did you raise the money or come up with the money to start this business? Well, I got a, I got a small business loan uh, from a, it was called the Canadian Youth Foundation. That was like $30,000. Right. Um, no, it was actually $15,000, and I got a top-up from an, another bank of $15,000. Mm-hmm. It was actually quite high interest as well, so it was a bit risky, but I needed the money to buy the stock. Right. Um, so I really started the business on $30,000, and... Uh, you know went from there right so do you have any tips on like saving money to be able to do it or being able to get a loan a bit easier well well, um what i suggest to some people is if you want to start a business is have a job first you know and work on your work on your business in your free time right don't quit your job don't quit your job guys you know because (laughs) um I, I, i hear about it too often people want to quit a job because they've got this great business idea okay and, uh, and then, you know, two years later, they've got no money and no savings. Um, so carry on working. Uh, if you want to raise money, um, they are, um, they are business, um, small business, uh, they are government like not loans, back, government back loans. It's not a lot of money, maybe like right. 20,000 pounds. I think one's called Red Rose Fund. Um, uh, Lancashire growth. You need to you need to look into these government uh, and, and and council um, programs for small businesses. You might be able to raise right. ten thousand or fifteen thousand or twenty thousand, um, but you're never gonna. You know, if you if you wanted to raise like quarter of a million, you're gonna have to find an angel investor. Right. And that's very difficult. Okay. So, going into this field, how much experience did you have in children's toys and soft teddies? Um, and well, like that? working for that previous company, almost two years. Right. Okay. So, uh, I, and I understood the market that the product I was getting was aimed at. Right. So, um, I, I wasn't just I wasn't just bringing in a regular teddy bear and 
and competing against massive companies like if I did that there'd be no reason for people to buy from me right so you know I had a niche business um, I had a particular product that I sold to embroiderers and no one was doing it here no one was doing it in the US there was only my former company doing it so I made sure I had a product that people wanted that nobody else was doing or very few were doing right and um, so I could fill gaps in the market even though it was only very small that's okay you're much better off being a you know a small, small, small fish in a small pond than yeah. a small fish in, in in an ocean. Yeah. Because you know you can you can definitely grow it better then. Yeah, definitely. So, would you say it's much better to have knowledge in the sector that you're going to go into as an entrepreneur beforehand? Well, obviously, yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to go into anything blind. No. So, how extensive was your business plan before you started the company? Uh, not very. Not very. No. Um, it's better to have a you know a, a good plan, but yeah. you know, and actually, like I said, I started cubbies out of a bit of desperation, right. um, and uh, the most important thing with cubbies is you know no competition, no people wanted it. I knew, I knew, I knew customers, uh, let's say distributors that might would might take it on, you know. So you, you need to know who's going to buy your product before you're going to get it, whether mm -hmm. it's. You know whether it's a hard product that you import or whether it's a software that you make. At the end of the day, you're selling something people want. Yeah. Um, so business plans are great and all, but you know most important thing: have you spoken to someone who wants to buy a product? Right. What they said about it? Do they right. want to buy it? Okay. You know, so um, yeah. that's really your business plan should be: who's going to buy my product? Um, how are you going to how are you going to um, how are you going to reach your target market? Right. Do you have any pre-sales? Mm -hmm. You know, that should really should be, you know, the business plan should be all about that. Right. So when you started Cubbies, did you have any fears about, like, embarking on this journey, on your business's journey? Yeah. 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 No one wants a full flat on their face. Yeah. Everyone has fears about what happens if no one buys it. Yeah. But uh, this is where it comes down to your plan again. Have you got pre-orders? Have, yeah. you, have you marketed to potential buyers? Who's your target market? Yeah. Who's your ideal customers? Yeah. So how did you grow this client base then? So what were the strategies? Was there a marketing strategy that worked best or sales or? Well, picking up the phone and, and calling uh, the bigger customers. Right. You know, can't beat that. You know, hello, it's Lee from Cubbies, you know. Yeah. Well, I'll be setting up a new company. I'll be like, how it worked for me is, hello, it's Lee, you know, I used to deal with you when I worked for such a, such a thing, you know, yeah. I've got this product I think you'd be interested in, you know, do you mind sparing a few minutes, I'll tell you about it. Yeah. That's it, really. That's it, that's just keep that, good communication. That's, you know, it's it's direct, it's free. Right. You know, um, uh, you get to, you know, hear any negative, if they don't want to buy it, ask them why not, it's not something you're interested in, you, you don't like it. Um, don't rely on Google ads or Facebook ads for a strategy on getting customers because, you know, the, the return on investment is, is, isn't that good. Mm -hmm. The acquisition rate is like 1% or 2%. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so what I did for free, actually, in the early days is I would look, f I would source businesses on Facebook that were in my field that I was targeting, right. and I'd just shoot them a message. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, direct. I just say, you know, sorry for the random message, but I, I, I just wanted to know if you ever heard of, of Cubbies, you know. Mm -hmm. we, we, we do these personalized toys that I think will be a, a really good benefit for your business. Amazing. So quite down tone, nothing, 
pretentious. Yeah, nothing too in your face. And it's all about how it helps them, you know. I've got a yeah. product that I think will really help your business. Yeah. Oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. So it starts a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So did you have any, like, worries or, like, anxiety about this, about being able to not sell your products or whether it was going to work or not or... Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you've got, to, you've got to overcome it. Yeah. How, how did you deal with that then? Well, just by contacting more and more people, you know. Yeah. Do you want to buy my product? Do you want to buy my product? Yeah. You know, 10%, you know, it was about 10% of people said yes. Right. So let's contact 100 people. Okay. Know? One thing you don't want to be doing is uh, your product's not selling and you're doing nothing. Right. You Definitely. Know? You know, so, you know, don't so, be, you know, you can't be worried about... Kind of anxiety about if you've got anxiety about your product not selling, then you mm-hmm. shouldn't set it up. Yeah, you know, you need to be super confident. If you're confident in your product and you, you've spoken to people who might w- want to buy your product, you've got pre orders, you'll have no anxiety, right? Okay, cool. So, having a business and being an entrepreneur has it affected your personal life or your social life? Like, or was it the same from before? Or, oh. Well, it's, I'm not depressed. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. if you're unemployed and, and you feel unemployable, you know, yeah. you, you really are depressed. Yeah. Um, so when you start something yourself, you know, and you make it a success, you know, you can be proud of that. You know, I know my parents are proud before they really worried about me, mm-hmm. you know, and now they don't. Yeah. You know? And now I make my own money. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, the freedom of that is fantastic. Yeah. Good feeling. So, through COVID and Brexit and the cost of living and things like that, how did you navigate your business through it and still be fine or were you fine? Or? Yeah, well, uh, we actually had a, a sharp intake in business in, co- in the early days of COVID because um, um, everyone was buying online and most right. of my customers sell online, you know, mm-hmm. they're selling Facebook groups. Yeah. So it was tremendous. You know, I remember April and May. 2020 was amazing. I literally ran out of all stock. Oh, amazing. Um, but then it quieted down, and then I had real problems with shipping costs. Right. Shipping costs of anyone who imports will know this. Yeah. Went up six or 700%. Right. So it was an enormous amount. Um, you have to increase your prices. Right. Um, and you also have to be frugal on what you're spending. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Brexit, you know, Brexit's been difficult because importing stock into Germany has yeah. been uh, has been hard, and I'm still having issues now. We're having to get a new German warehouse. Oh right, okay. We've had two so far that neither of them have worked out. Oh. It's a shame because I've got a nice warehouse in the UK. Right. That used to ship to uh, Europe, no problems. Okay. So um, yeah, it's been it's been difficult, but you know, if we can get a warehouse sorted and and that in Germany and that works out well, then will actually be better than the competition who don't have that. Right. So you need to look at it like that. You've got to yeah. adapt. Those who whine, yeah. you know, get left behind by those who adapt. Yeah. Great. Um, so do you or would you ever outsource any particular part of your business? So like payroll or accountancy? Well, we, we not really because we just don't have enough cust- staff for that. Right. Okay. Um, so you're quite small. Yeah. There's only five of us. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so, you know, you, you know, I've had a, hired a, a bookkeeper, you know, yeah. a, an ind- independent bookkeeper. Yeah. Um, but uh, we can, you know, 
we can do, we can do payroll in ten minutes. Right. So it's, so it's, it's not, not something I need to. Not a problem. You know. So as the current business climate, like so, as you're only a small team, as the current business climate had any big issue on recruitment for you or? Well, recruitment's always been difficult. Right. Um, just and it can be very costly hiring the wrong people. Right. You know, I used to have a big team. I used to have a team of twelve. Yeah. Um, you know, around about 2017, 2018, and we did more money then, but we didn't make any more profit because I was wasting it on staff. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you just don't know who to hire next and, yeah. and what role for. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of money on marketing, people, insourcing, outsourcing. Yeah. In the end, just I, I no longer bother with it. Right. I just go back to basics, you know. Let people contact me. Yeah. You know, uh, handle inquiries in house. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really have much good advice about recruiting because I haven't no. got it right. No. You know, yeah. uh, it's very difficult. Um, do you hire young? Do you hire old? Yeah. You know, I've, I've tried it both. I think. Yeah. You know, um, what I what I would recommend is try not to look for someone full time. Okay. Yeah. If you're not quite sure about a role that you need filling, you're not quite sure. Then just just offer twenty hours a week option, you know, flexible okay. hours, and then you may find that person doing something for twenty hours is actually doing all the work that you thought would be a full time work job. Right. You know, and if it turns out that they're doing they're they're, they're doing their hours, but there actually is still a lot more to do, then you can offer them more hours. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and you know, or bring on somebody else. So you get two people doing two part time jobs. I think it's better than one person full time. Okay. Because I mean, you can only, and also, what I found is um, people struggle to do eight hours in a day. You know, really? yeah, they struggle. You know, like concentration. Yeah, it's just yeah, like some people just mentally clock off at like like four o'clock. All right, okay. You know, so if you had someone from nine till one and then one till five thirty or whatever, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you the productivity productivity will be much higher. All right, okay. So we're on the front of Living Green, so. You're based in Jubilee House with us, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Has this brought any success to your company, or is it just a nice place to have the office? Or it's a nice place. Just a nice place. Well, it's a stone's throw away from where I live, you know. Ah, right. Okay, so it's a bit of a benefit there. So, do you have any devoted plans or strategies going forward with your business? Like, do you see your business in a certain place in five years? Well, I'm years? trying to. I'm, I'm trying to break out into a new sector with my toys right um but i'm i'm basically trying to get into the big pond right okay um with general gift and that's very very difficult um i made some really nice products but i don't have the pre-orders for it and i don't have the customer base for it so right i can't be ordering it until i get that right uh, i'm on these wholesale platforms called uh, fair and anchor store okay uh, so if you're selling a product a commodity you know you want to look into these wholesale channels um, they actually gave my customers money to sign up, you know, so I could I could get my customers to join this platform. And these wholesale channels, they would give them free money just for signing up. It's All fabulous, right. fabulous. Another good thing with being on the platform is they have, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 retailers. Okay. So I can get my product to them at no extra cost. Oh, and, of course, and I can also... I can also promote pre-orders, so I can say this is for pre-order in four months' time. Let's see if there's any uh, any you know feedback, anybody biting. If if I don't sell any, then I don't order it. Right. 
So I'm I'm doing it on a on a, on a zero budget really. I'm trying right. to I'm trying to market this product on a zero budget. Yeah. Because you know I've had I've spent money before on marketing on trade shows on magazine ads on yeah Facebook ads and it's it's just brought me no success. So I thought you know what yeah I, I won't spend any money and uh, I'll just slowly try and get one customer then two then three yeah you know it takes longer to go from one to ten than than ten to a hundred yeah definitely so do you think it's more of a marketing for different companies is, can be completely different opposite ends so of course yeah, yeah well, I, I can only speak on behalf of, of myself of you know? yourself yeah uh, marketing for me has been an expensive venture that hasn't brought in that much right cause, you know so it's more about like I well, it's more, I think it's more about organic, you right. know, p- people seeing your product and then content you because they're interested okay. rather than you going to someone who hasn't seen your product and asking them if they'd be interested. All right. Okay, cool. So as a business owner, what's the favorite, the most favorite thing for you? So what do you enjoy the most doing throughout your company or? Well, freedom. Really. The freedom. Yeah. You can come into work whenever you want. Got two little children. Right. So I get to be with them every morning. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I I, also, you don't get disillusioned by somebody else's decisions. Right, okay. So do you think being your own boss, you've got to set your own yourself boundaries? So you've got to set, have a set schedule, you've got to have these goals in place? or um, Well, it's important to have goals. You yeah. know, I don't think you have to set yourself boundaries. Right. You know, I don't. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I'm really I'm semi-retired. You know, I only do like um, you know six or seven hours a week. Right. Okay. That just works for me at the moment. You know, um, some people will be I don't know, more motivated, looking for you know work to do. Maybe you know it's just my type of business. That yeah. It's you know, I find Cubby's difficult to. It's not going to be a billion-pound company. You know. Right. So I'm, I'm under no illusions of that, and I want to make sure that. We still make profit. We mm-hmm. still make payroll. That's that's that's, that's the goal. That's yeah. The goal. So you know, don't do anything to jeopardize that. Yeah. And I'm slowly trying to get new customers. So that's that's the goal. It's important to have a goal, or else you become disillusioned. Right. Okay. Uh, and and if you become bored, you know, then you know, the business can end up failing. Yeah. Do you think the like motivation goes when you go bored? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. I'm working on new products that I enjoy doing. So you've got to have, you, in, in work, you've got to be doing something that you enjoy. Right, okay. Um, and there's a lot of things in, in the work I don't enjoy. That's why I delegate that to other people, you know. Okay. You know, uh, or I'm not good at it. So I'm not good at it or I don't enjoy doing it. I delegate that to other people. Right. If you end up, if you end up working in a business, in your own business, and, and you're doing something that you don't enjoy or you're not good at or don't have time for, right. that creates stress. Yeah. Um, so I'm fortunate that I don't have any stress in the business. Okay. Because all those things I don't like doing or don't have time for, I can get other people to do it. Yeah. And I like to run the business real as small as I could possibly make it. Yes. You know, because if, if I had 12 staff again. And harder to manage. It's not only harder to manage, but it's, it's a lot more costly if there's a big downturn, you can have a downturn. Right. You know, you could lose 30% revenue, but you still got to maintain payroll. Right. I don't. I, I find it a lot less stressful to have a really small operation um, and very small outgoings. You know, not not signed up to contracts, expensive contracts. You know that that it makes me calm. You know, like yeah. I'm not worried about oh, this is going to cost me a lot of money. Yeah. 
and that just that creates stress. All right, okay. So, as a business leader yourself, what would you say the three main attributes to being a successful one would be? Successful business. A successful business leader. A successful business leader. Um, um, three. Um, we got to have a goal and um, or goals, right. and, you, and you've got to make sure that your staff know about the goals. Right. Okay. Yeah, you got to you got to motivate your staff. You got to find out what they like doing. Okay. Because they can get really bored in work, and if they get bored in work, their 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 quality of work will suffer. I had one person who liked to make jewelry, and she sold it on Etsy. Oh right. Okay. So. Um, I downgraded her hours from five days to four days, and on one of those days of the week, she she did her jewelry stuff because that was a passion. Right. So knowing what your staff's passion are, because you know, I'm under no illusions. People, you know, people don't have a passion to come in, you know, data yeah. entry, Definitely. you know, or you know, take the phone, take phone calls. That's not people's passion. You know, mm -hmm. they, they obviously do it for a living. So find out what find out what passion is for your staff and see if you can. See if you can um, accommodate it. their passion in with the work. Yeah. And three, what are we up to? Uh, I've got goals, uh, motivate your staff, um, good business leader. Um, um, I suppose know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, there's a good book I, I read called uh, "Start Know Your Why." I think it was called, or "Start with Why." Right. By Simon Sinek, and you got to know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, of course. You know, um, and you know that will make you that make you a happier leader. You know, um, and no stress either in the business. Right. Okay, that's another one. That's another. Is that yeah. a big one? You don't want to be stressed as a business leader because I've had it. Right. And um, as I mentioned in the previous question, keeping it, for me, having no stress is not having those financial commitments. So you, you don't want to, as a business leader, you don't want to be, you don't want to find yourself under pressure. Right. Because that will then, you'll, you'll take that out on the, your staff or your business. Okay. So last but not least, what is, what's the biggest piece of advice you could give to someone starting their own business? Um, well, if you're gonna, a good piece of advice is if you're gonna fail, you fail fast. Right. Know? Yeah. Because you know, you need to be under, you need to be open-minded that you know, your business isn't gonna work. You know, it's 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 not gonna succeed. So, if you if you've been working on something, and it turns out it's actually a, a dud, which is fine. Yeah. Don't spend a year or two on it trying to make it work. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with turning around and say actually. This this business model doesn't work. Let's just scrap it and start start up again. Right. And you could scrap. You could close your business down and start up a new one in a week. Yeah. You know. So, you know, don't you know? It's it's don't feel like you failed because you're closing down a business that you know. Actually, it's a good business decision. Seeing something that isn't working and stopping it. Okay. You know, those who get hammered to you know, oh, it's, it's my business is going it's going to be really big. You know, it's I don't want to be a failure. You know, they end up they end up having to close the business because they've got no money left. Yeah. And then they're, they're, they're depressed, you know. But And if you're like, oh, if only I had to close this a year ago, fail fast. Right. Okay. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for coming in.